where arts and adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. I'm R. Brandon Long, along with Todd Obendorf. I see you remember things. Yes, yes, I totally. <laughs> it usually buzzes right through my head. <laughs> <laughs> And we're your hosts for the greatest arts and adventure podcast in all the land. See, I narrowed that down. It was the greatest podcast in all the land, but I qualified it just a little bit to now we're the greatest arts and adventure. we got to lower the bar. we got to lower the bar. I was a little nervous. Like, someone might call us out, like, oh. You know, arts and Adventure, I'll put us against something. Yeah, you know. I'll put us against all the Arts and Adventure podcasts out there. Our guests this week, we have Cassidy Eames. Eames? Eames. 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 Good. Yeah. Uh, filmmaker, photographer, or photographer, filmmaker? Oh, that's great. I Either one. Okay. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> At Captured by Cassidy on Instagram. Her f- new film coming out, premiering Upward, featuring Reed Woolsey and Robert Davis, October 22nd, which is very... Or October, October 16th. 16th, my bad. Yeah. How come it happened in October 22 is when it yeah, was... Yeah, October okay. of last year. Oops. Okay. Um, we'll get into that. So, yes. Then Cam McLeod. And Cam brought a guest. Cam McLeod, photographer, <laughs> filmmaker, or filmmaker, photographer? Barely on all those. Barely. Okay. Follow your heart. (laughs) (laughs) See how this is going to go here. Uh, Has a show, Coincidences, and um, brought along Joe, Joe, last name? Blake. Joe Blake, that's right. Joe Blake, um, who is, was this your idea, Joe? It started off as a choreographic idea commissioned with Rory Woodbury Dance Company. But from your brain? From my brain, from my body. Yes. I followed my heart. Like, uh, look what happens. See what the happens theme. when you follow oh, your yeah. heart. I think we got a title now. For oh, <laughs> follow your heart is the title of the podcast, title of the show. We're going to add something to that, but um, probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Very good. Uh, we were supposed to have Sandra. I don't know if Sandra didn't show up, but it turns out we, we're full here. So, uh, Joe, let's start with you, if we can, because I'm excited to have you here. I read uh, Cam's description. Actually, I read your description first mm-hmm. on that Cam posted to Instagram of coincidences, this project. And then I read Cam's and uh, uh, yours was more interesting. Let's be honest. Um, (laughs) But they were similar. They were similar. They were similar. similar. The first coincidence right there. (laughs) So, but here's Cam's. And then I didn't type yours up because I know you're going to be here. So then I want to hear your explanation of the project, but let's, I'm going to read Cam's what he wrote. So coincidences. In collaboration with choreographer, oh, I had your name written down right here, Joe Blake, <laughs> and guided by his there descriptive intentions of the titled work coincidence, when we met up, again in parentheses, the installation is an interpretation of the choreography as reimagined through abstract form and presentation. With a focus on trauma, isolation, and a desire to connect with the physical world, these photographic and video works are an exploration of our journey through a chaotic world and the patchwork of traumas we experience that breaks us down and in their wake provides us space to grow. That's so many art words, Cam. Oh, I think that's a nice artist. Oh, it's easy thank to follow. You. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think you did a nice job. Thanks. Well, I mean, the thesaurus. That was, that was, how did you use it? Did you go there? Chat GPT. Chat GPT spit that one out. Give me an artist statement. (laughs) (laughs) With some dance stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Joe, do you have yours pulled up? Now, you don't have to read it word for word, but I thought it was fascinating. So your, your description of the project coincidences. Is this not the same one? (laughs) No, this is, this is, so. It's the same show. What I posted, what I posted first was Joe's, so we have a sort of a joint artist statement Got on you. the project. Yeah. We have a project description as well, but I posted Joe's artist statement. So this was what was, in his words, uh, the the statement behind the work from his point of view in the choreography and why it was created. And then I had my artist statement, which was different. It was an interpretation of that, as you read. So this is Joe's Joe. artist statement. Coincidences is an interdisciplinary multimedia project and contemporary movement experience exploring shared isolation, concepts of sensory stimulation and informed trauma that impacts the human experience. The original choreography, Coincidences When We Meet, was inspired by the choreographer, that's me, self-informed research initiated by um, his their desire for self-love. Living in white spaces as a mixed-race homosexual, he they maneuvered through spaces inflicted or informed through imposter syndrome, microaggression, self-hate, and self-deprecation that manifested in unhealthy conversations or lack of. 
Through introspection and awareness of isolation, I was discovering clarity and discomfort and new direction through the power of voice and autonomy. What happens when an individual wandering in their self-doubt finds himself again? I love it. Very good. Uh, and with projects like this, Joe, and, and it hasn't launched. It's, it's this Friday. This, it this Friday. This Friday. Yep. And that will be at the Dumkey Arts Plaza, yes. which is very cool. And you're in collaboration with, with Cam, which is why you're... It's the only reason he's on the podcast. Um, <laughs> what I'm hoping this project has done for you, and, and it's, is, um, maybe this isn't premature, but have you, has it brought healing? Has it brought, have, what have you learned through the process? I mean, this is its third iteration. Uh, the first iteration started with the commission with Ryrie Woodbury Dance, which is more looking at sensory stimulation. And then when I restaged it at Weber State, where I'm a professor and program director, I set it on the students. We dug a little deeper. And uh, through that reflection, beginning to understand that, oh, it's actually my space living in white spaces. Um, but this, not just my story, it has, what is it gonna affect the students? And what are their stories? And how is that gonna, how am I gonna take that on in those experiences? From there, being able to work with Cam, yes, deeper introspection, taking the time to look at the images, talking about the film. And interestingly enough, when I saw the first draft of the video, I just was in tears. It, the, the juxtaposition, the dual um, perspectives really actually highlighted my recent diagnosis with ADHD. And it really just blew my mind that mm -hmm. they were able to capture or we were able to work together and I could see myself in that film. And so healing, absolutely. Uh, choreography is a healing process for me and it's always a physical journal. Um, and the opportunity to share it just makes it so much more. Now the two of you have worked together before, yeah? Yes. Mm -hmm. Where'd you first come together? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, I was trying to remember and I couldn't. I reached out to Joe and I got Joe's name through Tana. Tana. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And re I reached out to him for a project that I was doing, a commercial project with uh, Jaybird uh, headphones. They're Waters <clears throat> now. Yes, Waters. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Ta sorry, Tana Waters yeah. now. Right, correct. Uh, I was like, Waters? What does that have to do with the headphones? Like, yeah, they were waterproof. I was, I I was a minute behind you. So. <laughs> uh, Thought he was just thirsty. Yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. So I was I was doing some contract work for this headphone company who wanted to branch out and and highlight some untold stories, but through movement and um, usually they I mean they were they were a, they're no longer a thing, but um, they were a sports brand, so they were really uh, marketing towards runners and athletes, and I presented this idea of presenting. Uh, filming dance and dance as a, a means of exercise and movement and I thought it fit into that bucket nicely but it was just adjacent to more of a traditional sports environment so we I reached out to Joe and asked if he'd be willing to share his movement but also his story and um, that's kind of where I don't know. And then they went out of business. And then they went out of business. Well, that was <laughs> my first time in the space. <laughs> because we recorded. Cam does really good yeah. work um, for businesses that go out of business. Usually. Oh, I love that. But interestingly, I, I had worked with Dylan um, in another project here with um, Wayne, Wade Kavanaugh in the paperwork that was yes, yes, I remember that. That was a big deal. And so I was able to meet Dylan, so mm -hmm. that was also a coincidence mm -hmm. that we've all come together. That's right. Mm -hmm. Cam, how did, did you take uh, Joe's words and interpret that through, through photography? What are some of the decisions you made? Well, I mean, we worked on this project for probably close to two years now. Um, oh, that's right. So it began in tw late 2020 or something? Yeah, we were supposed to actually film last October and the uh, noceums, we had such a warm fall, the noceums out at Antelope Island where we filmed. Did you have that on your list of things to check before you went out there? We did. We yes. went and scouted multiple yes. times, and we found that the noceums were so bad that we had to abort. Um, and we, Interesting. And we rescheduled for the spring, so we ended up waiting through the whole winter, and then we shot in April. But leading up to October of last year, we probably met for almost a full mm -hmm. year talking about the project and trying to to turn it into words because Joe communicates through movement. And so uh, you know, he had an artist kind of brief, but 
really what I needed to build visuals around that was a, a better sense of clarity on what, what he was trying to say through his movements. And so we had, I don't know how many countless meetings in really trying to figure out like what it, what's he trying to say? What it, who are these characters? Why are they moving in this way? So I was trying to really break down um, the process of his um, approach to choreography and, and this project in particular and like why you know, what are we trying to say visually um, that will add to um, this? Because we were looking at it as an installation, so we didn't want to just capture a, a performance piece. We wanted to really create its uh, its own um, body of work or its own art installation around the choreography. So for me to do that and for me to give Dylan direction on how to do that, we really needed to understand like what we were trying to say and to create a mood and create a style around that. So, uh, yeah, a year of conversations to get to where we were at. Um, I think within the artist statement, you know, trauma, um, self-awareness, um, the idea that your identity is yours, but it's adjacent to what's going around you and trying to capture that. So, um, that, I don't know, those were all informative languages that we tried to build into the to the style of the video and the photos. So really capturing an abstract emotional experience as opposed to a documentation of the work. First time shooting something like this, Cam? No, not really. Okay. Uh, Joe and I also worked together on Social and Distance, which yep, was in collaboration okay. with Tana Waters, yeah, yeah. Uh, previously Tana Halbert. Halbert. Um, I wanted to make sure I had that right. Um, yeah, so uh, Tana and I collaborated on a project through Ogden Movement Collective um, during COVID to capture somewhat similar themes, but um, the idea of social or collective isolation and uh, that piece was called Social and Distance and that was uh, installed uh, at Ogden Contemporary Arts for a short period of time. I think it was up for like six weeks and that also included um, photo, video, installations, uh, a bunch of GIFs, um, just basically looping imagery that captured a sense of chaos, and then live performances as well. So it was, it's a very similar um, format, I guess, mm -hmm. but and even some similar themes, but mm -hmm. very different subject matter and different um, a very different location for the installation, which posed a whole new set of restrictions and opportunities but then also filming outside and um yeah when did you wrap things up how long have you been <clears throat> sitting sitting on this we shot it all in a day so we did um the shooting wasn't long it was the pre-production and post-production that took so long and then a storm came in kind of shortened our process outdoors yeah, we were planning on filming for two days um, or two separate days, and we, we ended up not being mm -hmm. able to do that. So we got everything we needed in one day. Um, and then it was just a matter of the long process of going through the work and um, editing the work, and not just editing as like a formal matter, but like really going through it and curating the work and both on photo in photo and video and putting it together to create the narrative that we were looking for. Any big changes after that day of filming? Or did it stay pretty true? Um, no, it stayed pretty true, I think. Um, I, uh, we were just talking before we stepped in to do the podcast that like, I was, I've been going back through the work and uh, the photos specifically, not the video, but the, um, the first round of edits that I did with the photos uh, it was mostly black and white. And I really loved mm -hmm. the way they turned out in black and white. And... Um, a lot of that was also this idea of trauma and this idea of introspective introspection towards your trauma and trying to like understand that. And I really like this idea of like, um, creating imagery that had, um, that was sort of like an x-ray. So the black and white, and then I sort of inverted a lot of those images. Um, so it, through post-production in Photoshop and, um, created almost an inverted layer in black and white that made it look almost like a, an x-ray. And this idea that we could sort of see through and see the trauma that the 
the traumas, plural, that, you know, we all experience and that are, you know, perpetrated on us by others or ourselves and the, these things that we experience and we might neglect, but then being able to sort of reflect on them and see them um, through our own skin. Um, so I, I was really going back through that imagery and really liked the way it turned out. But because of where we were installing the work, um, most of the work is going to be in color um, because the plaza itself is so monochromatic to begin with. It's very concrete and very bland um, in, in ways. It's kind of a blank slate, but it really receives color better than it would receive more monochromatic work. So there are some black and white images, um, just not as many as I had kind of originally envisioned. But that was one of those uh, un, um, sort of unseen circumstances or restrictions that the plaza presented. So you didn't shoot the project or do around the space where it was going to be. You, that was afterwards. No, we knew it was going in the plaza, but oh. we didn't shoot specifically for the plaza yeah. and then dealt with the plaza. The plaza became another collaborator in a way. Like oh. we had to figure out what the limitations were, uh, both with the space and the timeline given. So how, what, what could we put up in that space? And, that space is so new to being programmed that um, we don't quite know what there's. There's not a lot of um, uh, uh, proof of installations prior to this project. Right. So most things, in fact, everything that's been installed there up to this point has been sculptural. So it's been welded into place. Mm -hmm. um, we haven't done any suspension work yet, which I think a lot of people have um, hoped for in ways. And we explored that, but it's just like, it's doesn't you're, you just need longer lead times to figure those problems out which we didn't have and joe you're not going to be there the whole time you're just going to dance and go you're just gonna we are we have two performances <laughs> okay. so mm -hmm. um with the premiere there will be live performance uh the work that was restaged on weber state students and then over the summer i've been working on two solos that will bookend mm -hmm. the performance um one looking at the trauma that i was moving through in terms of space and individuals and myself um, to precede the group work. And then in the end, almost, sorry to say this as a coincidence, but it is following my heart. Where am I going? What's the pathway in? Where is this freedom? And so hopefully- Look what you started, Cass. I know, look what you <laughs> started. You. It doesn't make sense. But, but um, you know, we're even moving through the space. We've been able to work with Lydia Gravis of the Shaw Gallery at Weber State University. And she was, one that kind of led us down the, uh, the track or pathway of um, really working with nature and bringing that into the space, knowing that it is monochromatic and that it is concrete and man-made or human-made. Um, and then also we are working through new elements because there haven't been, from our understanding or my understanding, this type of project in that space. Mm -hmm. And so even yesterday, dealing with the weather, with the sound and light, um, it was really, um, interesting to be freezing in the cold, trying to make light happen in a space. Um, and so I'm really interested and excited for what we bring on October 6th and November 3rd. And other than that, it will sit in this, it will be present in the space um, until April 30th of twenty. Weather looks good Friday. Yeah, it so. looks amazing Friday. Yeah. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we did, just to go back, you asked about if we shot specifically for the space or yeah. maybe Todd asked that, but um, we did actually take that in consideration mm. now that I think about it. We we looked at a lot of different locations oh, yes. of where we could um, shoot the project. And we did look at a lot of potentially concrete uh, mm -hmm. indoor environments, especially when weather was questionable. We, we were trying to find plan Bs. But ultimately, <clears throat> we wanted to shoot it outdoors in, in sort of a more nature environment um, to bring that into the space and, and sort of... Um, Okay, so wait, explain this to me. So are you shooting live on Friday? No, you're not here Friday. No, I'm not here Friday. Okay, so everything you shot in a day, but then that's all the shooting that needed to be done. And then the video will be shown how? So the video is, um, gosh, how long is it? Five, five minutes? minutes. Um, so the video is five minutes, and that will loop on the um, TV display. Got you, okay. Um, so that'll be a, a running, looping uh, image, uh, video. Yeah. And then... The imagery, actually, and all the imagery won't be up because we need to reserve the main floor for um, Joe's performance and the um, 
the dance uh, surface that needs mm -hmm. to get laid down, mm -hmm. which will go over one of the installation pads. And then in, in November, so after the last performance, there are two large pieces that will get welded down. So there are, th there are one, two, three, five, five pieces that have been printed on sort of a plastic material um, and they've, they're transparent and those are getting uh, fabricated with uh, steel frames and they'll be welded to the floor and then there's gonna be a bunch of vinyl banners. That was another is issue um, or limitation that we had that we had to sort of solve was how do we create two-dimensional photographic works and have them live through the harshest environments mm -hmm. of a Utah winter yeah, fall for six winter. months and yeah. not not just deteriorate completely. So, so I guess um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we are doing one more filming. We are doing. We're, yep. So ahead. that the first Friday of every month, the live performance that will be filmed will be activating the space. So during those gallery strolls, for those that miss it on October, November, we'll be able to see the performance. It will be oh, on recording. Good, yeah. We'll where is that going to be? On the same screen same where screen. the okay. video will be looped. Yep. Okay. So it'll interrupt the looping video. It'll be an insert and play intermittent. Mm -hmm. um, gotcha. Once the main art video is done, then the documentation, the archived piece will show after that. And yeah. we'll go back and kind of loop back and forth, I think is how we're going to do that. But yeah, we're awesome. going to film that tomorrow, actually. Yes. So we're going to do a, a dress rehearsal tomorrow. And then film that, and that's more of just a an archival documentation of the project, so that when people come and see the photographic works and the video installation, they can also understand what happened there if they missed the live mm -hmm. performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coincidences. Yeah. Coincidences. Premiering Friday. Well, while we have you both here, I have to ask, what are you what are you working on? What else are you working on? Outside of coincidences, what, what's been keeping you busy? What are you, what's coming up? Oh, man. Joe, you go first. Oh, wow. Um, I leave on Friday or Saturday morning to go to Seattle to perform um, with the University of Washington's Chamber Dance Company. I do that every year. Um, I come back. I start setting a new work um, at University of Utah. I'm finishing a work for Weber State University um, that will premiere. All those will premiere on the same weekend in November. Um, and then um, being the dance program director at Weber State, there's a lot of coursework um, preparing for tenure. And then uh, we are hosting a very large conference, American College Dance Association's regional conference where 500 plus university students from the Northwest region will descend on to Ogden and they will actually be able to experience um, coincidences in Dumpy Arts Plaza. Oh, that timing is perfect. Yes. Well, we'll try to come up with something for you to do. Thank you. <laughs> you got some light times coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I leave uh, Thursday for a trip for um, Ogden Contemporary Arts. I'll be traveling with Dylan Tataro, documenting um, nine, actually seven artists uh, for a curated showing or um, exhibition, um, a group show that will be, I'm not exactly sure what the date of that will be, but Basically, Jorge Rojas is the curator for the show, and he is facilitating um, this group of artists to go on a train trip from Denver to Sacramento, and all of their works sort of revolve around the American West. And There's a murder on the train, isn't there? there? And then we have to figure <laughs> out who There's a murder on the train. <laughs> I'm like, get to the good stuff. That's what it is, isn't it? Uh, so that sounds amazing. What a cool present. Yeah, so... The, the, it's a facilitated experience for them to get inspired for the works they're going to create for this uh, group show. Uh, we are tasked with um, creating um, our own work to help promote that. So we're there to capture um, the experience of traveling via train through the American West. So I just wish that Jorge would come up with interesting projects, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> just one after another, it's just like you, Joe. I'm like, gosh. I mentioned to Cam when he told me that... I took a film class, and they mentioned that the trains were like the were like the first film, like the first moving pictures, because you would sit in a oh. chair and you'd look out the window as it traversed across the west, and you watched the landscape. And before the film cameras came, Cass, where are you going? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before the film cam film cameras were invented, that was like the first 
So I don't know if people weren't looking out windows on 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 boats or whatever or any other type of transfer. Just trains. Just just trains. Just I guess, trains back then. But I thought it was interesting that uh, you were taking this train across the west. Yeah, in, the in, California in, Zephyr. Cal- Cali Zephyr. Yeah. They shortened it. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds phenomenal. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it should be a grid. Yeah, I'm excited for it. it you, you know, it's a, one of these projects where there's not like a clear brief, um, even though it's like client-based work, but it's Do you do of, anything else? Is that pretty, that's pretty much what you do, isn't it, Ken? What's that? Just Un- the, unclear just, briefs. Just, just unclear briefs. Yeah. Yeah. I got a loose, loose idea. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited cause it's sort of a blank slate. We get to kind of show up and, um, create what inspires us. So we're almost like, um, given the space to be artists in our own right on the trip, even though we're not sort of the featured artists or the artists who are going to be in this group show, but our work is going to help promote that show. So we, like nobody tells Cam what to do. Yeah. How long is that trip? <laughs> it, uh, five days. Yeah. Mm. Five days. Yeah. Enough for murder to happen. Enough for murder. I tell you what. I mean, I don't want that to happen. But (laughs) if you were to capture a story within a story, yeah. Within stories, probably. Joe, uh, can I get to know you just for a minute? Yes, please. How did you know when you wanted to be a dancer? How did you go from. um, Little. Homosexual oh, to, <laughs> to, to, um, to that dancing queen to, um, um, well, uh, I don't know, you watch cheer. Do you, ever, do you watch cheer on Netflix? Mm-hmm. I yes. love cheer. Right. Yes. And, and the, the one, uh, guy was, um, yeah, I mean, he played football before mm-hmm. he was like, I'm extra is the word he used. And then he ended up going to cheer. And so I don't know what age that was when you became a dancer. And then at what point when, when you were dancing, which is this part that fascinates me where you thought to yourself, um, this can't just be a hobby. This has to be a career. Mm. Like I have to make a living do I have to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, tell and you everyone. got like one minute. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> you know, it was MTV, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. I knew that I wanted to move my body like they did. And okay, you may not know this. Yes. I took dance. I took jazz for ten minutes. I we may not this. know this. Two, two, <laughs> everybody knows this. Two, okay. True. I know some. I know some a jazz dance to Janet Jackson. I will show you later. I can't okay. wait. Yeah. <laughs> Rhythm Nation. Well, yeah. We'll yes. compare moves. Okay, yes, yeah. Let's okay. Do it. <laughs> um, and then I, uh, they needed a gymnast in high school for a Pippin. Oh, and yeah. I, they wanted me to learn choreography. I had no clue what it was. I just thought learning steps mm-hmm. was just learning steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. From there, I ended up being the first boy on the all-girl dance team. Mm-hmm. And we went to nationals. They made a big announcement. And I just moved off to Germany, came back. And um, I decided I wanted to dance and go to college. And a friend said, hey, there's a black professor at University of Wyoming. And I moved out to Laramie, Wyoming the week before Matthew Shepard's life mm-hmm. was taken away. And then I saw University of Utah's dance program and got sucked into Utah. And I've, every time I leave, I always end up coming back. Mm. And I've been able to dance with Ray Woodbury, dance company is celebrating 60 years, be able to travel the world, mm-hmm. um, dance in amazing theaters, and just the opportunity to share those experiences and passion for dance and the opportunities that it brings to meet Cam, as well as others to work with them and to share that with students and then um i work with individuals in the incarcerated system individuals with parkinson's and alzheimer's and um, all disabilities it just it makes sense that i am on this pathway i love it and just based off of reality shows because that's where i live uh utah kicks out some dancers oh they sure do they sure what how what is what is that so much. I mean, <laughs> ballroom is such a huge culture here. Mm. And um, clogging, I don't know anything about clogging, but okay. every university in Utah has a dance program. Okay. Um, Cass, did you a, dance? I clogged, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, see, <laughs> I, I knew to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> and Utah's one of the few states that has dance in elementary schools, junior high, high school, and beyond. So it's mm. really quite amazing. There's something going on. Uh, we follow it. our heart like cats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Cash, you've been quiet. Do you have questions about their oh, project? Uh, or? 
I just I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad I, I got it. that taken yeah. care of. But I'm really excited I'm glad to too. see what you've been working excited on. To see your project. I've been hearing yeah. a lot about it for the last year. So. We covered it. <laughs> While you were gone, we talked about your project. <laughs> oh, we got everything? really deep. We talked about you time. like a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're pretty seconds. much done. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> yeah. Glad I missed it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Cass, well, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. For- <laughs> <laughs> Joe Camp, thanks so much. Thank um, and good good luck on Friday. Uh, I'll be in a van. Todd and I will be at the van, and so we will miss it. Essentially, well, it's like right, literally right next to us. I'll, I'll sneak. You're gonna look out the window probably and and watch what's going on. But first Friday is gonna be happening because that will be at the Plaza six to nine, if I remember correctly. Right? Performance is at seven thirty. Performance is at seven thirty. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good luck, Joe. Thank That's you. awesome. Um, all right, Cass, it's your turn. I'll be there. Now that you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Now that you're, now you're ready. I'm so glad. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I, okay, so let's, let's, should we play this? I think just the audio is going to come through, though. Yeah, we're going to play this. Play. Are you ready? Here we go. Two and a half miles up the side of a mountain on a trail that's held together by rocks and roots the entire way. It is so technical. One wrong step, that could mean a game-changing fall. It's really dangerous. There is no way runners on the East can compete with runners on the West when it comes to the Max Vert October Challenge. His goal was 500,000 feet in elevation. He was running 30 to 40 miles a day up and down the same hill. Cell service is just super intermittent. In these mountains, you're kind of just deep in the woods, and he didn't have a way to talk to anybody. I felt really very, very isolated out there. He wasn't smiling anymore. He looked like a shell of himself. It was kind of like snowballing a little bit. He was like reliving traumas out there. I was hallucinating, visually like seeing these traumatic experiences. You know, you have to fall apart sometimes to climb out of that hole. He believed in himself, even in that like really dark place when everything was saying stop, he kept going. Okay, that is Upward, the new, what do you call it, a film? Yeah, documentary. Documentary film? Yeah, yeah. By Cassidy yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the um, orchestra you hired, apparently. I mean, you got, the, <laughs> yeah, like how did that happen? <laughs> The orchestra? Yeah, the music is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Artless. Musicbed.com. Commercial break. Commercial break. No, that was good. How did you, I mean, these are your friends, right? Like, how did you, but, yeah. But how did you start? How did it, how did it start? How did it come to be? Yeah. And t- yeah, tell us the story. Yeah. Um. So, what it is, is, uh, so Reed, Reed Woolsey, he, uh, he set this world record uh, for, so Cirque Series is a race series that's based out west. Uh, they do like um, kind of elevation, high elevation run races. Like vert challenges. Vert challenges, right? yeah, yeah okay. races. So they put on this like, um, this challenge called Max Vert October, um, where you can, it's like a virtual challenge. So you can run from wherever you're at and use Strava to track your elevation. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, the Cirque series director, Julian Carr started this in like 2019 when like all the races were canceled, COVID. And it kind of just took off and people just kept showing up, like pushing right. these crazy limits. Um, so the previous record was at 400,000 vertical feet. Um, for a month? For a month, okay. yeah. So in 31 days, and then Reed um, set out to do 500. Wait, that was, okay, t- the, yeah. the record was what? 400,000. 400,000. Crazy. In a month. Hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, okay. So his yeah. record is over 500. Yeah, so okay. Reed set out to do 500, and <clears throat> like... It's hard to even imagine what that is. Like, like yeah, how many miles a day you, or what? Yeah, like, and if you think about, um, like, Mount Everest, that's, like, the tallest point on Earth. It's 29,000. Cam's feet. doing math over there. Cam, what'd you got? Well, 400,000 is uh, 
almost 13,000 feet a day. So 500,000 yeah. would be... 18,000 oh, feet a day. Somebody else she cast knows it, yeah. Uh, 16, <laughs> actually. I literally made 16? a film about this. Six, divided by 31. Oh, 16? That's 16, it. 16,000 <laughs> feet a day. Yeah, yeah which, is just, which is crazy. So I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't... All I saw at, in November of last year was that Reed Woolsey, my friend, set a world record for a running challenge. And it was like, what? And that's all I knew at that point. Mm. What I also knew is that Reed only started running in 2018. And I remember when he started running. It was like... What did he do before? Do you know? He was, he's an, he mostly he's walked. Athletic. He mostly walked. He, yeah. he like wrestled in high school and okay. he's a really strong climber and stuff. Um, but he just started like running in 2018 and it changed his life. Like I, he was going through a really hard time in 2018. And I remember when he started running and how like that was a life changer. And so I was really drawn to that part of it. Um, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to like do a little video interview with Reed. <laughs> yeah, th he... <laughs> that's how Todd and I work too. We're like, yeah. oh, let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> and then, yeah. but then it turned into something. Yeah, more. yeah. So he was visit, he lives in North Carolina right now. He did the challenge in North Carolina. He was coming to visit Ogden. So I like met up with him, like recorded this interview. And then when I started hearing about the whole challenge, it was just like, whoa, there's so much to this story. Mm. There's so much and it's insane. And like, he's not getting any like, um, press or, I mean, or like anything. How many, yeah, who it. carried the story? Yeah, like really no one. And I was like, mm. oh, I feel like this is turning into a bigger project. And so, um, and the other cool part of it is like, no one knew who he was, you know, there's mm -hmm. all these other pro runners are getting mm -hmm. a lot of press and the run, the challenge started. They're like, Oh, there's, you know, out in Colorado, like where you at the Manitou incline where you can get a lot of vert, um, in like a mile, yes. I think it's 2000 feet in a mile, um, steps. Right. So there right. was like these two guys there that were like, we're going to beat the record. Mm -hmm. And like, they had the news crew out there on the right. week mm -hmm. one and, and like Reed like didn't even drop any of his data for the first week. He's just like running alone. Wait, so he had a week that wasn't even captured? Well, he he so you upload your Strava. Oh, he uploaded it after to okay. the run site. Yeah. So like no one knew he was even uh, okay. in the race yeah. till yeah. week the end okay. of week one yeah. and he like he tricked them all. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Who's Reed? Yeah. This guy out in North Carolina. <laughs> Where the mountains are much lower. So that's what I got out of your trailer. Yeah. And the voice, yeah. the voiceover guy, d does yeah. a good job of that. Which I don't yeah. know where who he. That is. was a podcast. That was a podcast. Some other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not as good as ours. Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah. I think it was called the Adventure <laughs> Running Podcast. <laughs> it was a fine voice. No, he, did, he did really. He did really good because he sets the stage of. Yeah. Um, talking about that point where and then your video along with it was pretty spectacular because i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought of this that the east the mountains aren't as steep and they're, yeah and they're full of branches and rocks and these things yeah. like the trails aren't as defined yes. and it's just harder to do there yeah yes and it, um so he had to run more miles to get that same elevation mm. that you know so that took more time during the day right it's like 30 to 40 miles he ended up like not really realizing how much support he needed mm -hmm. during that. And um, so that little part of the trailer was like, he went through this really dark period, like week two, where he was completely alone running this trail, like up and down. Yeah, it sounded awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't It sounded awful. It. it just sounded awful. Yeah. And, and then just, just like keep doing going. It. Yeah. And um, and we find out in the film, I'm assuming, yeah. what the motivation was, right? Because like, mm -hmm. yeah, and I think like so he, you know, he's open about we address like his, he's open about talking about how he struggled with depression and anxiety and stuff, and he's gotten through these really hard dark periods in his life, and so I think that was like almost, um, you know, 
like part of why he was able to push through mm-hmm. such a dark place in this challenge. So talk to me about the how you went about filming something that had already happened because mm. it already it was something you can't you didn't get to film them in action, correct? Yeah, recreations. Yeah, recreation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, initially when I first talked to him and I did like an initial interview, um, I started realizing all the different aspects of it that I should try to include. So I ended up just going out to North Carolina where he was. And, um, I also interviewed his partner, Alana, who was, has like a very, you know, I mean, she was the voice in that trailer. She's a very good storyteller and has like, uh, you know, a perspective, a very intimate perspective about this whole thing. Um, and so we went out to the trails that he, that he ran. There was two different trails he ended up running on. It's all part of the story, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we just, we just shot in those trails. It was winter time. So, um, like the Appalachia, it's Blue Ridge mountains, just absolutely gorgeous mm. such a beautiful magical place and even in the winter um but like the leaves were out of the trees it's a very still very biodiverse area but um i think like what i captured on that trip was a lot of um these trees it kind of just like added to this kind of like isolation feeling like a spooky feeling so I was like really glad that I got those shots. Um, but I ended up going back again um, a couple few weeks ago and reshooting a bunch of stuff to fill in a lot of these holes that, you know, once I put the interviews and the whole story together, I like realized where the holes were and that I need, did need to go back if I really wanted to do it. Is this the the type of filmmaking filmmaking that you like to do? Because this is retelling, what would you call it, Todd? Like a reenactment. Like a reenactment. Oh, but I don't think you reenacted too much. You just got (laughs) some more shots. Unless, were he, was he in all those shots too? He he was in the shots. (laughs) (laughs) He was in the the shots. Yeah, he was in there. It's almost like action. It's almost like action B roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Action B roll, and then like I I do have like some clips mixed in there of like him on the actual trail like during the challenge like just from his cell phone and stuff like that and like some photos and stuff mm-hmm. that I'm like mix in there so so what do you think of the but, results um I think so I'm <laughs> she's still editing <laughs> I'm <Todd>. still editing <laughs> <laughs> you but got a couple I weeks it's it's a really good story and I feel very honored to be like telling it and I think that he deserves it too and it's it's been cool yeah like it's been a whole thing for me which is it's been a really big project I mean it's been just basically a passion project and it's a 40 minute film Mm -hmm. like a 40 minute thing and um there's been times where I've been like put it on the back burner and like wanted to just like be done with it but it's like in a way just all the themes of it have kind of pushed me forward to like keep going like it's one step at a time like just like you know reed's inspiring me to like keep working on it i mean he worked hard right <laughs> he worked hard i was like is this he overly- did his part yeah. i guess yeah. i was like is this an overly ambitious project? he's like wait he's like wait, you're, you're tired of editing <laughs> overly ambitious <laughs> Yeah. So you mean his sponsors aren't just thrown down on this? He stuff? doesn't. Yeah. Oh, no he doesn't. Sponsor. Have any, yeah, he did, oh, yeah he he's doesn't. not even sponsored, and <laughs> that's all the more yeah. interesting. Yeah. Now, I have to know what yeah. what's his thoughts on you doing this project? Like, of you having that initial conversation mm-hmm. with him because he clearly yeah. was doing this for himself. Yeah. And he wasn't getting the attention that you felt the story deserved. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's not why he's doing it. No, we'll figure out why he's doing it. Cause yeah. I, don't know, I still don't yeah. know entirely still why. Don't he's, know why. Yeah. Yeah. I'll know soon when yeah. I watch this film. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, um, yeah, he's not super into, I mean, he's very humble. He's not into like 
social media at all. Like, yeah, well, neither are you or Cam. I swear, you guys are not. Cam's (laughs) getting better. He's improving this week. But this week, yeah. I know that's yeah. how I feel. I'm like this week I'm better at social media. Cassidy's like, oh, I'm back. I got a film preview. Like, I'm back on social media now. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> there must yeah, be an opening exactly. around the corner. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he was like, he was excited that I was excited, and I was like, this is crazy. This is really crazy. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. talk to me about Robert Davis's role. In okay, all this. Robert. So, Robert also did Max Bird October, and he did it here in Ogden. Um, so, with the challenge, you can race individually and you can also form a two person team, and then the top three teams place. Mm-hmm. So, it's like your vert together, you know, mm-hmm. puts you at a place. So, um, so they were a team, Robert and Reed were a team. And so they were racing, you know, opposite sides of the country, just kind of trying to keep in touch through the phone and, um, when they had service. So Robert did it in Ogden. He chose Malin's Basin Trail to run on and he, um, he was laughing. This is is the best part. He was lapping Malin's eight to nine times a day every day in october every day to put some sort of perspective on like how much these guys were running like yeah 31 days eight to nine times a day up and down malins and so malins i'm I'm like i can't even because for someone who's like a fit hiker, I guess it's mm-hmm. like pretty good hiker. It takes an hour to get up Malins. Mm-hmm. If you can get up Malins in under an hour, you're pretty fit. And that's yeah. another like half hour down. down. And so if you're going to do eight laps in a, every day, are you kidding me? Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. 10 hours a day. Yeah. What what the hell is Robert's job in October? He had to take work off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't tell his work why. He just said, I've got some personal things to take care of. <laughs> I'm guessing more like a lot of Zoom meetings. Oh <laughs> your, your no, he yeah. actually took the whole, yeah, you have to take the month off if you're going to do that much. Like that takes a lot of time. And um, so, yeah, like Malin's is the steepest trail for, you know, the best option that he had. Um, but it's also like the most, popular trail so it's like he was being stopped all the time by people being like what are you doing like i just Mm -hmm. saw you and now i'm seeing you again for the fourth time (laughs) and so he'd have to stop and explain and he was like losing time you know like um talking to people and i remember because he's nice and because he's super nice and he talks a lot (laughs) robert talks a lot so (laughs) And I remember, yeah, like I remember seeing it. I guess I <laughs> hiked Malin's once last October. <laughs> I did one time. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? And then I just didn't so know we what he was talking about. Can, yeah, it just like went over my head. I'm like, cool, that's great. Cool. You know? And so you didn't even know. You didn't, I didn't even know. I didn't really get what okay. he was talking about when yeah. he was trying to explain it. And yeah. I bet nobody really did. Right. Or like can really wrap their head around it. But. Or just thought yeah, he was crazy. He yeah. Yeah. It's just like, why? Yeah. Why? What? Why? Well, did he win? Or we have to um, wait so, to the film so, to watch. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their team was top. They okay. they won team. Um, Robert did 407. So he broke his own record? He broke the previous, the previous record, record as okay. well. So the top four wow. b- uh, passed or broke the previous world record as well. Um, so he got fourth place. Um, it gets to yeah. the point where it's Pretty like, amazing. Did Reed? Someone's gonna stay awake Reed, for all thirty Reed, days and just Reed hike won. or something. Reed won. Yeah, read one. But th- now it's October again. I don't know if you guys knew. So that's why I was like, "Okay, I gotta push this." I, out. Why do you think I was late <laughs> for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Your tenth t- <laughs> rotation. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really funny. funny. Cam's going for the record. <laughs> He's going to be yeah. r- lapping that train here <laughs> coming up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I think there's going to be a couple people trying to beat Reed's record for sure. That, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, what? They're crazy. They're going to do it, though. It's yeah. It's crazy. It's just crazy what humans can do. 
that's what I, that's where I was going. Like they're just going to stay up for all 30 days of October at one of these years and just run. What did yeah. you, what did you learn or what are you learning? I, I mean, you, you, you kind of gave us, gave me at least before the podcast, a little hint into you had, you got re-motivated at one time, but what, what did you learn yeah. in this process? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think there's some like interesting themes that like motivated me throughout it and just like I reflected on um and yeah like I think you know there were points that I like on this project wanted to like kind of just give up on it or just be done with it (laughs) and um yeah I got like re-inspired and um part of well one one theme that I learned is like I'll probably never do something like this again um by myself Mm. and like in hindsight it would have been even better if there were other people helping but it was like oh I wanted to I just like was like I'm not gonna ask anyone I'll do it myself you know which is also kind of like what Reed was going through he didn't ask for any help or support Mm -hmm. but it's like that's a theme is like reaching out is good and like for like we can do more if we do it together you know it's like a big theme of it um but like actually (laughs) um yeah like there was a point in uh july actually i was with cam in oregon (laughs) small world small town and um I needed help. Cam and Dylan. I <laughs> yeah. reached out. You re- yeah. Yeah. He reached we all out do, for Cam. my help. As <laughs> <laughs> with Cam and Dylan and Dylan's, uh, you know, Dylan and I have been besties for a long time. And <laughs> I showed him what I had. And, and Dylan works with Dylan, Cam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're both in the film world and I showed Dylan what I had and he was like, this is a really good story. Like you need to do it right. He's like, go back out there go back out and get the shots you need and I'm like okay you know it's just nice to have like some support like just to to watch it and be like okay you've got something here like keep Finish. going you know yeah and then like I told I actually told Cam about it Cam and Kelly about because you guys were talking about your crazy run <laughs> in uh oh, Switzerland Switzerland, Switzerland. Yeah. yeah so I was like yeah I'm working on this thing about just this thing just this thing and you're like i'd love to see it i was like would i dare show cam (laughs) what i have and then i was like cam's mean man (laughs) reputation do i have (laughs) well it just kind of like put it into like a perspective like what do i want out of this and like i've put so much into it like why not like do it right and put it out the right way and stuff and so that was just like kind of a good little extra push did he like, like it? Did you I show him anything? I haven't showed him no, anything. Oh, you've seen nothing? No, no I so I'm no. not gonna show him. It'll be a good critique. <laughs> he gives this podcast like one star. <laughs> <laughs> After yeah. he's on yeah. it. Yeah, no cup no cup holder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we a, knew better. That's our comment. People mostly say like oh, four and a half stars. Great they, show. But, a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great show, but wish they had a cup holder. That's sort of where we end up on this on the reviews on Apple <laughs> podcasts. Okay, so are you nervous for the release? I mean, you got to finish editing. I still have so there's a that. little editing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's going okay. okay. I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I think excited. it's amazing. Yeah. 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 It'll be good. Congrats. It's, it's good. a big deal. Thanks. Yeah. It's been. It's huge. It's been yeah, 40 minute work. documentary. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. Like have you ever given up on anything, Cam, or wanted to? I mean, because that's what she had feelings of like, oh my gosh, this takes forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, daily. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there are so many ideas that are so easy to give up on because they're hard, and I, mm. I have that all. The t- I mean, I'm not kidding, daily. Mm. Um, and so I think that that says a lot about you know how good the idea is. Like, you can have really good ideas and. The ones that are worth pursuing just haunt you, and the, mm-hmm. you just stick it out, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Stick with it. <laughs> Get it done. Yeah. Do it. 
you plus you got to get this film out before I'm, that record well, gets well exactly broken. i was that's what i was <laughs> so stressful about it was like i i know i have like a deadline like my first deadline was february and then it was march april may june and then I was like, it's got to be done before October. Wait, time out. Your End first deadline was February? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll get it done in February. And then, yeah, yeah it didn't happen. So it Sounds like filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so. Personal project you. filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. So remind us, how can we see your film? Um, well, it will be playing at the Monarch Building in Ogden, Utah <laughs> on October 16th. And it's going to start at 7.15. And then there's going to be a DJ after, which will be fun. What? Yeah, what? DJ Adam. That's uh, Reed's brother-in-law. He's pretty fun. Keep it in the family. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was like, I'll DJ. I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be fun. And a good reunion. Reed will be there, too. Reed's flying out. Reed Signing posters. Right, We got posters. posters. Yeah. And, yeah. Answering questions, wearing a big coat, tie dye coat, I guess. <laughs> See, now we know. How do we get tickets? Man, he's already uh, got his wardrobe picked up. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they, him and Robert have been planning Scheming. and matching outfits. Oh, this is so. great. Um, let's see. Tickets are on a link, Eventbrite. Uh, <laughs> do we follow Instagram? Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah, so there the link is in my bio and Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Captured by Cassidy or the no, other one? Cassidy Eames. Caps, Cassidy Eames. Yeah, okay. Cassidy Eames. That's C A S S I D Y E A M E S. <laughs> Not the first time she said that. <laughs> oh my god, that was brilliant. link in my bio for tickets. Yeah. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. You Give you got follow, what is it with the artists that are just horrible at self promotion? <laughs> I know, it's yeah. true. It's hard. It is. Todd, do you have any? Thanks, Cassidy. Good luck. I, this is awesome. Thanks, thanks, Cassidy. Thanks, Seriously, I'll do it. Thank you. I do need luck. That was one of our better transitions. <laughs> <laughs> and when we're done with you, we're and done with you. Oh my God. Moving on to the water. Oh. <laughs> I feel better. I'm really you. excited about the film, though. I oh, really, good. I mean, the, the trailer now. was amazing. It's too so. late now. Well, we uh, yeah. already transitioned. <laughs> oh, out. sorry. Yep, we're out. Moving Camera's on. back on yeah, me again. We'll it is, Todd. It's on you. <laughs> I got nothing. You got nothing? <laughs> no. I have. You uh, have a gallery opening. I Friday think. night. Um, I have a gallery opening, the Finch Lane Gallery. If, if I may have mentioned, that's that's the gallery that I run in Salt Lake City. Um, good. Quality work. Um, I was down there today. The artists were dropping it off. It's uh, Trent and his father, Clint Call. I don't know if you're oh. familiar with these artists. They're pretty well known. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to be in the East Gallery. And the West Gallery is, is an artist named Elise Anderson. Also phenomenal. And uh, I won't be there, which is always sad. But uh, it is the same night as our mm-hmm. main sessions. And so, but uh, you can catch that show. It'll be up for about six weeks. And uh, it will also coincide with two of Salt Lake City's gallery strolls, which is every third Friday. And uh, one other thing is uh, I do have a call for entries going on right now through the month of October for our Flash projects. And if you are unfamiliar with Flash projects, first of all, make sure and look up Salt Lake Arts. Oh, my God. I don't know. SaltLakeArts.org. I don't know. Yeah. Let's just say it's that. It's Salt Lake City Arts Council. And so I have a year-round <laughs> program of exhibitions. Um, I squeeze in two sort of these free weeks. I call them these uh, flash projects. They're kind of pop-up shows. And so I'm looking for proposals, what we can use during that window. Often it is multidisciplinary. Um Maybe it's dance, maybe it's film, maybe it's something that's short-term. I'm looking for a really good puppet proposal. I would love to see some sort of puppet show. Personal thing, I probably won't see a puppet proposal. But uh, (laughs) this call is going on through the month, and it just opened a couple days ago. So check it out. Very good. uh, Give us some ideas. Very good. What do you Uh, got going, Brandon? Well, van sessions, gas. I was just going to say, Todd, do you remember when we were in art class together? Yes. Which class was it? Uh, art history, I think. 
our foundation is sound <laughs> foundation. But you were in class together? Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. You had just moved here. Which, yeah. It's that fine. was a long time ago and yeah, I don't you're remember famous, which class so it was. I, oh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you know. Wow. You know, wow. I think I did I You would just yeah. I it doesn't matter, but that's yeah. where we first met. No, that's years, where it is. Thank years you ago. Years, years ago. God, I love that story. Art that's history. great. I can't. Art history something. Yeah. yeah, art history or foundations of art history or whatever. Yeah, um, I don't remember which class it was. What'd you guys I learn? Um, like Enough to keep moving forward. Yeah. 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 Oh, there you go. Yeah, we looked at... Yeah. We followed her heart. Yeah, that's all. It, that's what you Thanks for bringing it back around, Todd. Thank Appreciate you. that. Uh, we have van sessions on Friday, and Todd books van sessions, and he does a fantastic job. Uh, we have Sammy's coming back, and then we have as Alicia Stockman, I think, um, for the first time. For the first time, She's bringing her band, yeah. and then Vincent Draper and the Coles, and for the first time ever. Well, first of all, we have a reading from a. Uh, literary artist who lives, he, he resides near the border of Mexico and he writes du Duolingo type stuff uh, for his novels. And he will do a reading between the first and the second band. Uh, Ruben Degalado, Degalado, I don't know how to say his last Nailed name. Nailed it. Nailed it. And then for the first time, this is, we will have a stand up comedian. I don't know how this is going to go, Todd. I'm a little nervous. Uh, Arvin Mitchell uh, out of Orem. He, he's popular on the uh, cruise scene, the cruise boat, boat which you used to. I, yeah. 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 And he, yeah, that's kind of a sweet gig he had there for a while. Yep. And so he wants to, his name's Arvin, which rhymes with, or like RV Arvin. And so he wants to buy an RV and travel and do stand-up comedy shows. So he's going to come test the concept here Friday in front of a live audience during van sessions, sessions between the second and third band. So... So catch that the opening. Obviously, you have to catch yeah. the opening over at Dumkey, and then you can come. And we'll have, theoretically, it's from seven to nine. You can do all the things, but there's all no way we're doing all of that in two hours. And so feel free oh. to stick around a little bit later. I love it so much. Okay, while they're taking selfies, let's <laughs> let's jump to wrapping this up. Thank you to Banny One for powering today's episode of the Ogden Arts and Adventure Show. There's another one right there. Um, subscribe to Ogden Arts and Adventure on YouTube. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and thebandingcollective.com. You want to be on the show, you have feedback or anything, DM us on Instagram at Ogden Adventure. I thought this was a fitting song to wrap up this podcast, and I didn't know the theme was going to be what it was, but this is uh, as close as I can get. Um, this song is called Face Your Fears. This is a Van Sessions um from two two month two months maybe two two months ago the painted roses on van sessions at the monarch and we'll see you on the next ogden arts and adventure show Look at this woman in a Spanish sun See the words I want you on the tip of her tongue Trace my fingers across her skin I'm under the influence We smoke a spirit while we watch the waves Turn me to stone with a steely gaze Hearts over diamonds and I'm all in I'm under the influence And I know you said I should face my Across the way, clamor in the streets while the children play. The man in the market is screaming at you. 
walk alone with my head up high The shadow comes along in the street lit night The girl on the corner, she knows my name But God damn it, I'm all yours The girl on the corner, she knows my name God damn it, I'm all Thank you so much.